Welcome to WISE, a podcast for women introverts, sensitives, and empaths. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, business coach, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and former private chef. WISE is all about mindset, entrepreneurship and business, food and nutrition, spirituality, relationships, and ultimately living your purpose, all through the lens of the sensitive, introverted, and empathic woman. I know you might feel like the information out there isn't suited for you, but this is because we're powerful, strong, and deep, and we've got potential. Let's begin to let that out right now. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of WISE. Super excited to be talking to you today, as always, and excited to get back into a regular podcast schedule. It's been a couple weeks, and I am going back into consistency mode for weekly episodes. And in the next few weeks, we're going to start having two episodes per week. So we're going to have this episode, which is just going to be me. And we're going to be having interviews every week as well. And I'm so excited about that. I know I've been saying that for a while and it's finally happening. And, you know, this morning I was talking to one of my friends and just a little side note, this episode is about emotional eating and sugar and all of those things. And just to, you know, really just normalize fluctuations and emotions and things like that. This morning I was talking to one of my closest friends because I was just having one of those mornings where I was emotional and she was like, you know, in the past two years, you've only had two constants, working out and the dog, (laughs) Miss Faye. And I was like, that's so true. So two lessons here. I encourage you to reach out to people when you're feeling some kind of way to normalize it and to just get it out of your brain and your body and just tell somebody. And the next thing is that we don't have to feel awesome all the time and that is okay. And the more we resist something, the more it persists. So feel what it is that you need to feel, cry, express yourself, get it out, allow yourself to lay in bed. You will move through it the more you allow yourself to feel it. And we have to be willing to feel these things. And again, this is what this episode is going to be about, all about emotional eating. I'm actually going to give you a couple practical steps to, I don't even want to say work through or handle, but just learn the truth about emotional eating and then act in a way and eat in a way where you don't hurt yourself. So I actually don't think it's beneficial to say like never emotionally eat again because we're emotional people (laughs) and emotional creatures as humans and food is emotional. And we know that the moment we hear don't do this thing, it makes us want to do it that much more. So I'm going to go through sort of my process and, and what's helped me through that. I also wanted to remind you that this coming Saturday, uh, February 20th at 10 a.m. PST, I am holding a webinar called Sugar School, which is a part of my nutrition brand, uh, Intuitive Macros. So I'm going to be going through ways that we can stop having sugar control us and start controlling 
it and feeling in control and trusting with yourself around food and sugar. So I'm not going to talk a lot about sugar today. Tune into the webinar for that. You can sign up in the show notes. There's going to be a link. You can also go to my Instagram bio or just go to ashleypardo.com slash Instagram and you can find the link to sign up there under masterclasses. It's totally free and I can't wait to do it. So I get a lot of questions each week on Instagram and just from talking to you all and even from my clients that I talk to all about emotional eating. And it's a big thing, right? Many of us cannot get, again, I always want to say handle, but there's there's almost like a lack of a better term for these things. We really have to get to a place where we feel peaceful around food and we don't use food in a way that hurts us. And that's what I think is the goal. I don't think the goal is not to emotionally eat because eating is emotional. And the more sensitive you are, the more anxious you are, the more of a deeply feeling person that you are, the more that food is going to have this effect on you. Many people don't feel that sort of like deep nostalgia and comfort when they eat like I 100% do. I'm never going to have that part of me changed. I feel like that is something that's absolutely ingrained within me. And maybe that is for you too. There's many people that aren't like that and that's okay. It's like I've spent a lot of my life maybe a little bit envious of those people, but instead of feeling that way, I need to we need to put that energy into being like, okay, I can accept myself. I'm likely not going to change. I can evolve. But the way that I'm wired is likely not going to change. So how can I respond differently? How can I gain a little bit of knowledge so that I can do different things? So the first thing is to accept eating is emotional. It's nostalgic. It's cultural. It hits you in the feels sometimes. That is 100% okay. The next thing to realize is that if you want to eat emotionally, you need to allow yourself to. Because the moment that we say don't eat emotionally, don't eat sugar, don't do these things, the brain is going to want to rebel and it's going to want to do the exact opposite. So I think in the allowance of emotional eating, it sort of dissipates it. If we have somebody telling us like, don't eat emotionally, don't eat emotionally, don't eat emotionally, what are we going to do? It sort of creates that rubber band effect or like a slingshot effect where we're pulling back, pulling back, pulling back, and then eventually it's going to break. This is the same thing with restriction or if you're doing like a low-carb diet or something or if you are just doing something that's really, really depriving. You're pulling back that slingshot and think about what that feels like, whether that's a bow and arrow, a slingshot, whatever it is, the tighter you pull that, the more you pull it back, the more you restrict, the more you tell yourself, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And the longer you do it, the harder it's going to hit, the harder the after effect is going to be. So it's better to just allow it. Now, I know that that sounds counterintuitive and this is the same thing with eating. The reason I don't go overboard on food anymore is because it's allowed at all times. I can literally eat and you can literally eat anything that you want at any moment. Knowing that, we can then make choices that support the way that we want to feel. And maybe you have to go through a period where you literally eat whatever you want, ice cream for breakfast, uh, croissants for lunch, and cereal for dinner, and chocolate for snacks, and you realize like that would probably be my ideal diet, like if nutrients didn't matter, and it was like just a taste thing. Uh, 
you'll start realizing like, I actually don't like the way that I feel when I eat this way. So I think that this is so tricky because some people do do best with like discipline and making an active choice, but many people don't. So I just want you to keep that in mind that if you allow it, and if you don't mentally restrict yourself, food sort of loses its allure. Emotional eating loses its allure. Now remember, this is a process. So if you're just starting with this, you need to practice this and you need to allow yourself to go through those failures. Failures meaning like maybe you overeat, maybe you binge, maybe you you need to have the experience where you make yourself feel a way that you're not feeling to willing to feel anymore. Because if you do that, then the change will be intrinsic versus me telling you something. So you having your experiences are super valuable. It's also really valuable to go through a period where you practice eating really healthy foods and you see that your skin is better, your digestion is better, you have energy to move through the world, you're vibrant and alive and more willing to be productive and and do the things that you want to do. I know that if I'm not eating well and if I'm eating a lot of sugar and just eating really crappy foods, I don't, I honestly don't want to do anything. Like I don't feel like showing up on Instagram stories. I don't um, feel like working, even though I have to obviously, but like my brain goes to that mode where it's like, it's just not good. So in you allowing these foods at all times, it takes away their specialness. It takes away the way that we want to go crazy with them and overboard and, you know, we eat them in a way that makes us feel like junk. Because the reason that we do that is because they're scarce. It's like, it's only going to be allowed this time. It's my cheat day. And if I don't get them in right now, I'm never going to have it. And it's like, think of that energy. It's very frantic. It's very chaotic. Same energy as a binge. You're not tasting. You're not present. You're not mindful. If you allow it, then it's like, we put our emphasis on the way that we feel and we start seeing like, okay, I'm feeling kind of full right now. Maybe it's not beneficial for me to eat more at this point or eat a food that's not going to make me feel great. You start, have to start getting really, really practical. The next thing that you need to do is after you allow and allow yourself to do these things, perhaps have the experience where you go through it and don't feel great afterwards, which is valuable is to be honest with yourself about whether it helped. So let's say you have a hard day, you emotionally eat, you binge, and because like you just can't take your feelings, can't take your emotions. And I have a podcast episode about all about how to feel your feelings. So I will put that in the show notes um, because that is a big part of this too. You know, if you have that hard day and you binge and you eat and you feel really good momentarily, I know when I would do this, I would not only have at the end of the binge, when you like have that moment where you kind of come back to life and reality and you feel horrible, I would have two problems. I would have the initial problem, which is still there. And I would also feel mentally ashamed. I would feel mentally drained and I would feel physically full and gross. And again, now I have like three problems (laughs) compared to one. And it also, again, disempowers us to not take the action that we actually need to take in order to actually fix the initial problem. Not that it needs to be fixed. Sometimes it's just about feeling a feeling. Sometimes it's like, I'm sad. Literally, it's really helpful (laughs) to lay in your bed and cry. Like if that is what you need to do, 
go do that for a little bit. Go wallow and watch TV. Do what it is that you need to do to feel the feeling. But I need you to be honest with yourself. Like, is emotional eating a long-term solution? We can't deny, we're not going to deny that it feels great when we do it. It's full of pleasure. It's like exciting. There's an arousal period that happens with food. This is science, by the way. There's an arousal period that happens where it's like you get excited to like go to the store and get the stuff and then you eat it and then you're in that heightened arousal state because like you are you know, your brain's getting all the dopamine and all of that. And then you come down and then you come back to reality and you're typically full of shame and very full. So, and again, you still have, um, that initial problem or feeling and you, as we get deeper into this cycle, we continue to prove to ourselves that we cannot handle our emotions. The reason that we think that we can't handle them is because perhaps we've never done it before and we don't have evidence. Remember that the brain loves evidence. The brain is going to always go back to what's safe. And if this is a pattern and something that we've done forever, which is which was me, like years and decades doing this, I didn't have any evidence that I could handle my emotions. I just had evidence that I couldn't because I would always eat and then feel bad afterwards. And I just continued proving to myself you can't do this. You can't handle your emotions. You're too much. Only food can help. And now I hate it because it actually doesn't help. So really be honest with yourself about whether it's helping or not in the long run. In the moment it might, but that's not how life works. We have to think about how it's going to make us feel afterwards too. I wish that it wasn't like that, uh, but that's sort of the way that things go. And to sort of illustrate this point and another way of saying that emotional eating is okay is I want you to picture two scenarios because I still emotionally eat for sure. Um, But there's a way to do it and a way to not do it, or I'd rather say a way to a way that makes you feel good and a way that makes you feel really shitty. The first scenario is let's say you've had a bad day or a really long day and you are, you know, it doesn't matter what happened. Let's just say you're having one of those days where you just really want some comfort at the end of the day and you're hungry and you haven't eaten dinner. And instead of like the protein and vegetables that you were going to eat, let's say you want like some mac and cheese and some chocolate and like some toast uh, and something else. Like, um, let's say you want, why am I thinking of a ginger chew? I'm like obsessed with those ginger chews right now, which I eat all the time. Anyway, let's say you want a peanut butter cup. Let's say you want some yogurt, whatever it is that you want, you want something that's really going to satisfy and really make you feel good and actually make you feel comforted. Food is comfort. And let's say you do that and you're hungry, you got macros left for the day and you very intentionally choose to eat foods that are maybe going to give you a little bit of discomfort and maybe wouldn't make you feel as good as like, you know, some potato and some broccoli and some chicken or something like that or some salmon. You know, you're intentionally going to eat foods that maybe don't make you feel 100%, but you're doing it with full awareness and you're doing it with full knowledge of what you're doing and you're owning your decision. I'm hungry right now and I'm choosing to eat these foods. I'm going to have toast for dinner with a lot of butter and a lot of jelly or some cinnamon sugar, which is like, that is my go-to when I'm feeling emotional is to get like some mac and cheese. I really love the bonza mac and cheese, or I'll just get like some gluten-free toast 
put a shit ton of butter and jelly or some popcorn or something. And like, I will intentionally eat that with some peanut butter cups or something. And I will be hungry when I do it. I eat it until I'm full. I don't go overboard. And then I move on. I am fully present as I do that. I am tasting everything. I'm loving it. I am gaining active comfort from those things. And then maybe I feel a little bloated at the end. Again, not as good as if I would have just eaten like, you know, unprocessed foods or whatever, like fruits and um, veggies and proteins and fats. But I did it with awareness and I'm owning that decision. I'm owning what I'm eating. I'm sitting down as I'm doing it. I um, full ownership of my eating choices. And then I can go feel satisfied and I can sit on the couch and I can watch a movie and I'm like, I'm good. Or you could eat the stuff as you watch the movie. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. What matters is that you own what you eat and you eat it with the intention of being in full view of others. And you, um, really get to that place where you are just loving it. That is the way that I would recommend you emotionally eat. The second scenario is where you get to the end of the day and let's say you've told yourself you can't emotionally eat. So you um, eat a dinner that you don't really want and then you're like, well, crap, like now I don't feel any better. I didn't comfort myself and now I am unsatisfied (laughs) and you're like, now I'm pissed about that and I'm pissed about the other thing that I was initially made my day bad and I'm just going to go unconscious and like eat all the toast and all the chocolate and all the popcorn. And now I feel like garbage and I've overeaten and now I feel ashamed and um, I just feel so bad. That is a scenario where you are hurting yourself and you, again, not surprisingly, didn't take full ownership of it because there's lots of shame about like what I should eat, what I shouldn't eat. And eating things makes me a good or bad person. Like letting go of all of those things and just being like, how do I want to feel? And how can I eat things in a way that is not going to make me feel bad? All of these things are, and everything that I teach with nutrition is about making you feel good physically, mentally, and doing the hard work of, yes, feeling your feelings. And most of the time, choosing foods that support your goals. Many times I don't want to eat like, what I have, um, I'd rather eat like just chocolate. (laughs) I think everybody has those moments where like you have that thought of just like, I I really just want some chocolate right now or whatever, uh, which I do eat too. But we really need to take into consideration, like, where do I want to go? What are my goals? How do I want to do this thing? How do I want to feel? How can I foster some discipline? But then also how can I feel that I'm resilient enough and strong enough to feel my feelings and to know that I've got myself and I've got my own back and I am worthy of eating for comfort if I want to, as long as it doesn't hurt me. Again, this has a lot to do with quantity and it has a lot to do with hunger and mindfulness. How, to what degree am I paying attention? Pleasure from food doesn't come from quantity. It comes from the degree to which we pay attention. If, if we sit on the couch and we're full already and we just eat a shit ton of cookies and we make ourselves feel like junk and we zone out, that's not really going to make us feel great. Now, if you do that, which is normal, like we've all had those moments where we do that, you can't beat yourself up. That's a promise you need to make to yourself because if you beat yourself up, you just continue perpetuating that cycle. Remember, the brain loves evidence. So if you're, again, 
in that place where you're emotionally eating a lot and the brain only has evidence that you can't handle your feelings, that you only go to food, then it's going to be like, well, look, you did it again. Look at you. You're lazy. You are, you can't control yourself. Look at you. This is terrible. The brain really, it, it does that. That's just the nature of the brain. The brain makes conclusions. It goes to worst case scenarios. It creates lies and anxieties. So if we want a new outcome, we have to think differently and we have to treat ourselves differently. We have to treat ourselves with compassion and love and curiosity. So instead of saying those things to yourself, you can be like, huh, okay, I don't feel great right now. (laughs) What just happened? What can I do next time? Can I maybe, you know, have a little bit more of a fulfilling dinner, something that really likes, that I really like and that likes me back? And then really mindfully eat something else. That's totally fine. And can I be willing to momentarily not feel awesome? Again, there's a big difference with like having a little bit of discomfort and bloating versus feeling terrible for days. And that's how I know, that's how I know I felt with my binges and things like that. So these are things that I really want you to keep in mind. There are not, um, there is not, let's say like a quote unquote right way to do this. It's just the way that works for you. But eating is an emotional thing. It is something that, um, you know, the more we choose to use eating as a way to love ourselves and show ourselves that we love ourselves and we can show up for ourselves, the more it's going to do that. And I think sometimes self-love means that we eat for comfort, but again, that we don't make ourselves feel like junk over it. I hope this is clear. I hope you all found this episode helpful. If you ever have any questions or anything you want me to talk on a particular topic, don't be afraid to send me a message whenever you need to. DM me on Instagram. I love, love hearing from you. I'm also so excited to announce, I should have announced this at the beginning, but I'm I'm excited to announce that I'm opening up a life coaching group program. So I'm probably only going to take five to seven women. I have that amount of women interested already, which is amazing to hear. I really, through this year of me just becoming more of myself, using my voice, taking more action, becoming more me, uh, less people pleasing, (laughs) making really hard decisions, and just really feeling better as a result of those things. I want to help people do the same. And especially if you are somebody who maybe feels a little bit shy or timid or your natural tendency is to shrink, which was mine. (laughs) And, you know, maybe I still have like, that is my natural way of thinking, but I have to sort of push myself to think another way. Um, I would love to have you inquire about that program in the show notes. You can sign up for the waitlist to get more information when I send that out. It's called Bloom. I love that name because you all know how obsessed with flowers I am. And it's really about coming home to yourself and, getting into the life that you want to live and taking action that you need to take. So DM me, talk to me. I love hearing from you all. And I will talk to you very, very soon. Thank you so much for listening to Wise. If you want to get in touch with me, or if you want to submit a question to be answered on this podcast, please send me a DM and follow me on Instagram at Ashley A. Cardo. I love hearing from you. My DMs are always open. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with somebody that you love and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.